It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And a very good Friday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here, Marlins Rewinds. Marlins win yesterday 6-4. to four. They played five in the eighth inning. Garrett Cooper sent this crowd into a frenzy. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice, the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. How about the 21st come-from-behind effort by the Miami Marlins here tonight? Trailing 4-1, to one, going to the bottom of the eighth inning. The Miami Marlins plate five on six hits off the Pittsburgh Pirates bullpen. And the Marlins come all the way back to beat the Pirates 6-4 to four in game one of this four-game weekend series here tonight. Unbelievable. This is the 10th inning show. I'm Kyle Seeloff with Jeff Nelson and Nelly. An incredible come-from-behind effort by the Marlins here tonight. It does, however, not happen without the assistance and the incredible start turned in by Braxton Garrett here tonight. Career-high 13 Ks. No, I agree. You know, if you look at it, last year, it's it's probably a Pirates win. You know, this year it just seems like it's a different vibe. It's a different feel. It's a different confidence in this team. And and we've seen it time and time again late in the ball game when they feel like they're not out of it, uh, that it doesn't matter how many runs they're behind. They feel that they can come back. They just have to get guys on. They've done that. And even some of the opportunities that they've lost – they still had guys on base late in the ball game, and you met, mentioned Braxton Garrett. I probably best start of his career. I, I mean, think it was so. outstanding. I know he's gone a little further as far as innings wise, but you strike out 13 with 88 pitches. I mean, that was an incredible job. He didn't walk a hitter, gave up three hits in seven innings. This is the second outing in a row that you've gotten into six and completed that inning against Washington, and you've done the same thing here against Pittsburgh. It was an outstanding effort. I mean, again, I mean, he's had a great year so far, and he's proving to himself, not just the coaching staff, but to himself, that he can get deep in the game. And, and he can get through innings and dominate late in the ballgame. It's not just five and, hey, you know, five and a third, five and two-thirds. I just can't get through that six. He's done it two times in a row, and he's proven something to himself, and I think to everyone else. What do you make of this ball club's ability to come from behind? It's not easy to do at this level. And they did it again tonight. It's unbelievable. Well, Moretta from the Pirates, he actually had a pretty decent year so far and that setup role. It's just you look at the patience that they showed, uh, it, getting guys on, the walk by a rise there in the eighth inning. That might have been the key. You know, you had Davis that jumped on a slider, a poor slider. He hit down the line for a double, leadoff double. But it was that walk. And now all of a sudden the tying run keeps coming to the plate. And for a young pitcher, Moretta, you know, you're getting into situations that you don't want to be in. I mean, the nine the nine losses in a row starts creeping in a pitcher's head. You're trying to end that. Next thing you know, those sliders aren't as sharp. And then you get replaced, and then you have someone come in in Muginski that hasn't been in the big leagues very long, and this year only making his fourth start with bases loaded, nobody out. And then all of a sudden you get aggressive because you know that you're going to get fastballs to hit. He doesn't want to walk, guys. And then all of a sudden the Marlins offense gets aggressive, gets some first pitch hits. De La Cruz, first pitch fastball base hit. And Cooper gets a first pitch fastball for a three-run homer. Uh, just an incredible come-from-behind effort 
by the Marlins here tonight, and they beat the Pirates 6-4. to Nelly, good stuff, and I'll see you back here tomorrow night. A uh, matchup between Jesus Lazardo and Luis Ortiz should be fun. Sounds good, yes, absolutely. All right, that's Jeff Nelson of Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this incredible come-from-behind victory for the Marlins here tonight. Marlins jumped out to a one nothing lead off of Mitch Keller in the second inning after a one-out double by Garrett Cooper and a single by John Birdie. The Miami Marlins had runners at first and third with one out in the second inning for Joey Wendell. Santana holding Birdie on at first. Here's a swing of the ball lifted in the air. Right center field going back. Sawinski still going back onto the warning track. Makes the catch. Tagging from third is Garrett Cooper. He'll glide across the plate. A productive out for the Marlins here in the bottom of the second inning. It is a sacrifice fly for Joey Wendell. His eighth run knocked into the season. And the Miami Marlins have an early 1-0 lead here tonight. Yeah, it was a breaking ball, that slider. And Braxton Garrett was just rocking and rolling. Tossed the perfect first, the perfect second inning. Got himself a double play ball in the third with that 1-0 lead. This was a 1-0 game. Marlins hanging on to an early lead going to the top of the fourth inning tonight. With nobody on and two out, Connor Joe singled, and who followed was Carlos Santana. 1-1 pitch is slugged in the air, right center field. Jonathan Davis on the run. He dives. He's not going to get there. Ball bounces off the Norwegian cruise line sign in right center field. Trying to score is Connor Joe, and he will. It's a two-out run scoring double for Carlos Santana. This is a 1-1 ball game here in the fourth. So Santana tied it, and then he was able to produce a run all by his lonesome with Rodolfo Castro batting. Santana broke for third. Castro batting 251. And Santana breaks for third. Throw comes that way. The ball gets by Birdie into left field. And Santana's going to score. That is an error by Nick Fortes. He threw a dart into the dirt in front of John Birdie, who looked like a hockey goalie as he once was, but he couldn't keep the baseball in front of him. And it was a 2-1 to lead for the Pittsburgh Pirates. It would stay that way until the bottom of the eighth. But leading up to the bottom of the eighth, Braxton Garrett was sensational. He struck out the side in the fifth. He worked around a one-out double in the sixth inning. In the sixth, he actually... Wrapping up the top of the sixth inning, I should say, struck out Connor Joe. That tied a career-high 11 strikeouts that he did last season on July 4th against the Washington Nationals. To start the top of the seventh inning, he struck out Carlos Santana. It was a career-high at that point, 12 strikeouts. And then Garrett punctuated the top of the seventh inning as he was working through his seventh inning tonight with Jack Sawinski. On it, missed strike three. Braxton Garrett with 13 strikeouts. He establishes a new career high here tonight. He's through seven innings for the first time this season. What a performance by the Marlins. 25-year-old lefty out of Florence, Alabama here tonight. We're at the seventh inning stretch. It's brought to you by Xfinity. And Braxton Garrett was simply incredible for the Marlins in this ballgame this evening. Marlins were trailing 2-1 to one going to the top of the eighth tonight. Andrew Nardi came in the ballgame for Miami. The first man that he faced was Henry Davis, the former 1-1 overall pick back in 2021. Here's a pitch that Davis hit high in the air, deep to left field. De La Cruz going back. Consecutive scoreless streak is over. Henry Davis has gone deep. Here in the top of the eighth inning, it's his first home run in the big leagues, and the Pirates lead 3-1. 
So it made it a three to one ball game. Nardi then bounced back to strike out Jiwan Bay and Austin Hedges, but then Key Brian Hayes got in on the fun. 0-2 pitch, lofted deep. Down the left field line. If it's fair, it's trouble. It's trouble. It's gone. Cabrian Hayes, number five. He's got a homer here in the eighth. Andrew Nardi has coughed up a pair of solo home runs here in the top of the eighth inning. And now the Pirates have a 4-1 to lead. So that made it 4-1, to and that spelled the end of the night for Andrew Nardi. Waskar Brazobond came in for Miami. He walked Andrew McCutcheon, but then he got Connor Joe to bounce back to the mound. And the Pirates had a 4-1 to lead going to the bottom of the eighth inning here tonight. Dari Moretta came in the ball game for the Pirates. The first man that he faced was Jonathan Davis. He doubled down the left field line. Moretta then walked Luisa Rise before Jorge Soler stung a ball into center field. So Moretta does not get an out in this ballgame tonight. He left in favor of Carmen McGlinsky. McGlinsky came in. The first man that he faced was Brian De La Cruz. I don't think we have that highlight for you. That was a two-run single for Brian De La Cruz. That, at that point, made it a 4-3 to three ball game. And then after Jesus Sanchez grounded out to first base, Sanchez with the ground out put runners at second and third. That was Soler who went to third. De La Cruz went to second on the ground out. And with runners at second and third with one out, and the bottom of the eighth inning, the ball game at that point was in the hands of Garrett Cooper. Here's Garrett Cooper. Two for three tonight. First pitch in the air, fairly deep right center field. Sawinski's on the run. He's going to watch it go. Garrett Cooper, a three-run bob in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Marlins are punishing the Pirates' bullpen, and they lead 6-4. to four. You've got to be kidding me. What a comeback for the Marlins. Unbelievable. Garrett Cooper was his ninth home run of the season. He was three for four tonight with a single, a double, a homer. Fell a triple shy of the cycle. But Cooper tonight, in the process of upping his average, also collects his 31st, 32nd, and 33rd RBIs of the season. Birdie grounded out there in the eighth inning. Wendell single before Fortes popped out into foul territory. But it was a five-run six hit. Bottom of the eighth inning for the Miami Marlins here tonight. We would go to the top of the ninth. A.J. Puck putting in a bid for his 10th save of the season. First man he faced was Carlos Santana, who bounced out to first. Then after an error by Joey Wendell, put Rodolfo Castro at first base. Puck bounced back to strike out Jack Sawinski and then pinch hitting and representing the go or the tying run with two outs in the top of the ninth inning with a man on base was Jason DeLay, the backup catcher. Here's the 1-1, and a ground ball hit left side. Could do it. John Birdie's got it in the lever. Throws the first. This ball game is over. It's a heart-stopping edge of your seat. Five-run bottom of the eighth inning for the Miami Marlins. They have wrapped up their 21st come-from-behind win of the season, and they take care of the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight. They beat them 6-4. to four. Well, you had a, great start. a terrific victory for the Marlins here tonight. Taking a look at the totals from this ballgame tonight for Pittsburgh, who again led 4-1 to one going to the bottom of the eighth inning. Four runs, five hits, no errors, three men left on base for Pittsburgh here tonight. For the Marlins, six runs, ten hits, two errors, five men left on base. Waskar Brazoban is the winning pitcher, now 2-1 and one this season. McGlinsky is the loser. He's 0-1 for the Pirates. 
A.J. Puck now 10 for 11 in save chances this season. His 10th save wrapping up a 6-4 victory for the Marlins in game one of this four-game weekend series here tonight. Start of this ballgame at 6.42. It ends at 8.58. Total time of game, two hours and 16 minutes in front of 8,261 inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park here tonight. Braxton Garrett, simply sensational without his efforts here tonight. Marlins do not win this ballgame. Garrett, seven innings, two runs, one earned, three hits, no walks, 13 strikeouts. And then on the offensive side of things for the Marlins here tonight, Luis Arise was one for three, average sitting at 397. Jorge Soler was one for four. Brian De La Cruz was one for four. Garrett Cooper, three for four with a double, a single, a three-run homer. And for Garrett Cooper, his go-ahead, Three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning. His ninth home run of the season tonight. John Birdie with a multi-hit performance. Jonathan Davis set the table for Miami with that leadoff double in the bottom of the eighth inning. With the victory, the Miami Marlins now back to 10 games over 500 at 43-33. and 33. With a loss for the Pirates, they have now lost 10 in a row, now 34-40 and 40 here in 2023. For the Miami Marlins pitching staff tonight, they strike out 15. Pittsburgh Pirates, and that means that $375 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down the list of what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 6-4 win over the Pirates. Okay, we'll, we'll start in the fireworks in the eighth there, Skip. Uh, just how did you see that entire inning unfold down three? First, I thought we were honestly like we're talking that we were a little flat the first five innings or so. It was, it was kind of a weird vibe, kind of energy inside the dugout. And uh, a couple of the coaches were talking about, man, I hope we don't waste the start of, of Brax because it was so good. But Keller was really good too. Keller had all the stuff working. Um, so we were totally okay with him coming out of the game because he was really, really good. Um, I didn't think we'd score that many runs uh, when he came out, but uh, Keller, Keller was excellent uh, with all his pitches tonight. Um, what I saw was Davis leading it off, you know, started us, um, got the energy a little bit going, something to be excited about. Araya's really good at bat. Um, Soli, another really good at bat. Um, you know, behind the count, line drive up the middle. Daly gets a good pitch to hit, aggressive. Um, and then, yeah, Cooper comes up, big hit. I mean, he, honestly, it was a bad coaching move because I should have pinch ran solely at third base because we were going on contact. So good players make coaches look good and uh, covered, my, covered me because I should have pinch ran him. And now I was, like, praying that it was just a deeper fly ball so solely would score. And so Cooper, uh, Cooper covered me there. He has the three hits tonight. I know we were talking about him during pregame. A situation where you're hoping this can kind of get his timing back? I hope so. I mean, a good Cooper makes us really good. And he's, um, the last couple games, you could see opposite field doubles, extra base hits. Uh, today, really good at bats against Keller. And, um, you know, one of the few guys that, you know, was taking really good bats against him. And, yeah, I mean, gosh, if he gets going, you know, where he can carry. He's the type of guy that can carry us. Obviously, he's one of the guys that can change the score with one swing like he did tonight. And, um, yeah, just uh, he works, man. He, like, he really works. So it's good to see some results come, come today. And Braxton Garrett, 13 strikeouts, worked through seven. Just does he continue to impress you every time out? Yeah, you hit it in the pregame of, like, the caught looking or strike three looking. And one of the lead – 
uh, league leaders, and it's um, yeah, the the slider was really good today. Um, fastball, first pitch fastball strikes, um, or any pitch actually, ninety percent I think first pitch strike uh, rate, which is you know that opens up a lot. Um, some weak contact. Uh, he was he was excellent tonight. Got his seven innings. Um, so yeah, really really good job by Brax. And yeah, he continues to impress me. I mean, he was our long man out of spring training. So what he's doing right now is incredible. You mentioned the coming out flat. Is there anything you can attribute to why you guys were flat and then to be able to see the guys flip the switch in, in one inning? You have those games sometimes, 75 games in or whatever we are, and you'll have some of those some of those flat games. And, you know, it's up, up to, uh, you know, the guys to, you know, try to create some sort of spark or energy. And, um, and JD did that. JD, you, you create energy when you get back-to-back hits or a walk and a hit or whatever it is. And you can start feeling it a little bit inside there. And I also think that, and I've said this earlier, when you come from behind and win early in the season, you know you can do it in the middle of the season or late in the season. So there's no panic. If you've never done it before, then you're you're like, oh, man, here we go again. Instead, that room is thinking – just get a guy on and, and something is going to happen. We did, and it's exactly what happened. So do I like being down in the eighth and ninth inning? <laughs> no, no, uh, but uh, but pretty special to come back and win like we have been. You alluded to it a bit, but, you know, Braxton didn't even have necessarily great spring numbers-wise. Obviously, they don't matter necessarily, <clears throat> but to see where he went from there to where he is now, just is how impressive is that. Really impressive. Again, when you add a pitch in the middle of the season or early in the season, and I think that's changed his, I mean, changed his season so far. We'll see what happens down the road. But so far early in the season, that has changed him. And uh, the pitch ability that he has is, um, you know, different than anybody in our rotation. Uh, You know, we have a lot of power arms in our rotation. This guy can really pitch. And I think it should show uh, some of our guys in the rotation um, what it looks like when you can pitch. And if you have stuff and pitch, uh, then, I mean, you know, you'll be an all-star. But, I mean, he might be an all-star anyway. He's, he's pitching like one and, um, you know, putting together some, some really good outings for us and gets deeper in the game every time and, um, you know, went third time through, you know, tonight and, um, you know, did an excellent job. Skip, despite him being at 88 pitches with how good he was, was it tough? To not let him go again, or was it just like no? We're, we're yeah, no. I considered it. Um, we had a friend, Nardi hadn't pitched in three days, I think it was, and um, you know he gave up a couple home runs. But uh, you know Nardi's been so good, and I just felt like if we locked it down with some more back end bullpen guys and find a way to get one run across, I felt like you know we were he did enough. I mean he did plenty for us to win the game, um, and you know kept us in a spot where we felt like use our really good back-end bullpen guys, keep it within one run, and um, and try to scratch one across. It didn't work out. You know, you're going to give up, you know, a, a home run here and there, and Nardi did, and um, I still feel really good about Nardi tomorrow or the next day, so I'm not concerned at all. It just uh, didn't work out today for him. I think Dele Cruz and Coop's hits might have been on the first pitch. Is there something to trying to, not ambush, but like a new pitcher, a reliever that's coming in there, If it, obviously if it's a good pitch, but... You game plan differently with every guy that comes in. Um, you know, that's why you see Brownie and Mabes and Hardy go up to those guys. And if we have something on certain guys and or sit certain pitches, that's what you try to do. But it's also up to the player to commit to whatever it is and uh, that he's looking for and, and not go outside of his strength. And both guys saw a pitch that they liked and, and attacked it. And um, if you make an out, we're totally – I mean, this game's hard, really hard. 
But if you make an out according to your game plan, then it's okay. It's frustrating for the guys when they go outside of their game plan and they make outs and double play balls or whatever it is. So you stick to your game plan, generally you're okay. All right, Braxton Garrett was phenomenal. Phenomenal yesterday. Seven innings, three hits, gave up two runs, one of them earned 13 punch outs, a career high. Brax, tell me about your start. Uh, Brax worked through seven for the first time, 13 strikeouts, new career high. What did it mean to you to get the nod for the seventh? And is this just the best that you felt your entire career? Yeah, no doubt. Definitely feeling good. You know, definitely excited to go out for that seventh. Um, me and Nick were locked in. We, we had a plan going in for the seventh and executed. So, yeah, real happy about it. And able to get through the line for the third time through. What was the difference, maybe not just this game, but the last couple of games being able to get through the three times through? Yeah, I don't know. The cutter today was really, really good. It stayed at the top of the zone, I feel like, all day until I tried not to get it at the top. Um, the sinker off of it was fantastic. And, yeah, we, we just had a good plan and everything we executed. Just personally, for what you've been doing this year, what are you most proud of? Just the way I've competed and continue to have confidence in myself. Even, you know, that start against the Braves was real tough. And, you know, I think a couple of our teammates the following days, you know, had some really nice words to say to really pick me up. And that was huge. That was huge in the moment. I don't even think they know how, how big that was for me. I didn't even want to come to the park the next day. And, um, yeah, just continuing to pound the zone early and just having confidence and competing. Can you share with us maybe a little bit of what they said? Well, Stallings and Joey Wendell, but Joey wasn't even there for it. He came, I think, a couple of days later off a rehab stand and, said he saw the line and to keep my head up and that I'm I'm a good major league pitcher and Stallings basically the same thing he just wanted to check on my mental state and make sure that I was okay and that I knew that I was still a good pitcher you know and those are those are just really nice things for them to do they're just good teammates you're a former first rounder you know just maybe your <laughs> your career maybe didn't start the way you wanted was there ever a point like even maybe the Braves start that you thought huh like this isn't you know, if you look back then to now where you've kind of progressed, was there a moment where you kind of doubted yourself? Yeah, I think everyone has doubts. Definitely coming up, it's just such a hard game. And coming from high school, you you don't really realize how hard the game is. Um, but yeah, I'm just proud of the way I've adapted. I've, I've turned into, I feel like, a completely different pitcher than I was when I was drafted. You know, I was really just fastball, curveball when I got drafted. And now with a cut and slide and sink, it's a testament to hard work and and just learning, you know. Mel's done just such an awesome job and using all the right phrases that he knows I'll understand. So, yeah, I, I attribute a lot to him. And you talk about just adding all those pitches to find out how they play off each other and to learn your sequencing and things like that. Just how much is that part of your game developed over this stretch and also just like the last year or so? Yeah, it's been huge. Uh, just working the bullpen and conversations with Mel. You know, we've been getting a lot of uh, strikeouts looking just off deception you know cutting them in and then sinking them back in the same lane it's kind of something I've never thought of coming into this year so yeah just learning how my pitches play off of each other and getting ahead in counts obviously has been huge and what was it like seeing the offense in that eighth inning get the five runs be able to so to back your outing and be able to get you guys win yeah that was huge um I always say it's just a matter of time I know the guys are going to get it going you know Keller was unbelievable tonight through really well um but yeah, once he came out, I knew we had a good chance. I was yelling in the weight room. Um, so yeah, I was pumped. 
Brax, seven of your 13 strikeouts came on the slider. What was it about that pitch in particular tonight that made it so effective? I think the setup, you know, my cutter being at the top, you know, the cutter, you know, is, has kind of the same movement. And then the slider is just a little softer with more depth. And sometimes I think it's just hard for them to pick which one it is. Um, so, yeah, I think sequencing and just setting it up. What are you most proud of, the 13 strikeouts, like are you high or no walks today? Probably the 13 <laughs> strikeouts. Yeah, I, it, it's nice to not walk anybody for sure. I, I tell guys all the time, I always find, find a way to walk one guy every game. Um, but, yeah, 13 strikeouts, that's a, a lot of fun. All right, we are right back at it. It's going to be a 6.40 first pitch from Lone Depot Park. Jesus Lazardo, he toes the rubber. I got Marlins on deck at 6.10. As always, thanks for rewinding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. It's the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.